So then I asked her, so do you want the whole thing or just the tip? And she said, oh, step bro, you know this is Olive Garden. We're your family. Oh, uh, <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth. I don't even know. I can't remember that myself. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, guys, from the galaxy to your ears, Ooh. it is the Nerd Holocron. We are back. Back, baby. All right. So we have one more episode to do in the month of October, and that's going to be our big finale for the October. Yeah. Also, this is our one year anniversary, my friend. Yeah. Oh, Oh, it was yesterday. Oh, shit, that's right. We've been doing this for one year. That's right. We've been making fun of shit, telling dick jokes, and saying, I can't wait for this, and then ultimately being disappointed over and over again. Yep, your mom knows how to make Uh, a man feel special. All right. Okay. Well, your mom has had some surprising moments herself when she put out a good movie after we were done. Oh, all right. That's too much. I'm (laughs) sorry. Um, yeah, we have one more big episode. It's our scary story episode. Yeah. And then we're gonna release it on Halloween. Ooh. Yeah. But uh, yeah, one year of Nerd Holocron. And for the three of you that have stuck with us the whole time, <laughs> right. I appreciate it, guys. Um, um, we hope we've improved in the year. We think we have. I think so. Um, also, Steven is going to be leaving us soon. Uh, yeah. He's going to be moving to Colorado. Uh, he got a girl pregnant, and he's got to go. <laughs> what the fuck? By a girl, I mean his hand, because he's a faggot. I'm just... uh, <laughs> fucking virgin? No. <laughs> I wish it was that interesting uh, <laughs> But now he's moving away. Uh, the podcast is going to be renamed to Two Nerds in the Podcast. No, I'm what the fuck? No, I'm joking. No. Um, oh, speaking of. Yeah. At work, this guy came in and he had a shirt on that said. Um, uh, recording in your mom's house or something, the podcast. Oh. And I was like, is that for real? And he's like, yeah, it's a real thing. And I was like, oh. Because I was like, on our podcast, we usually say, like, broadcasting from your mom's house or something like that. So, I, I can't remember the exact thing, but I should have took a picture of it. Yeah. I thought that might be weird to ask him. Can nah. you take a picture of your torso, please? <laughs> Just your shirt. Don't hide your face. No. That's a pretty cool. He's a big guy. I'm not sure I could have get him in the frame. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. (laughs) All right. So I had you watch. Okay, so you watched Army of Darkness and you loved it. I loved it. And I told you, the Evil Dead was nothing like Army of Darkness. Honestly, I'm glad I saw the other one first (laughs) because I'm not sure I would have wanted to watch it after seeing this. Horror freak show that whatever the fuck you want to call it. Oh my god. Well, see, it's my top horror movie. It's like my favorite. It, it, it was so gruesome. I was threw up. I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm just sitting there terrified. Like, what, what am I watching right now? What part got you the most? Uh, honestly, the whole tree rape scene was disturbing in itself, but. Uh, the part that I got sick was when the bodies were like decomposing. Like, like I don't even know what was happening. Like the skull was falling apart, and then there was just ooze everywhere. The blood was all congealed, and it just looked so gross. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Did it freak you out when his sister was like in the basement popping up and like? Oh yeah, and the the other dude on the floorboards kept like mimicking the voices and stuff. And, yeah. Making fun of them, that was so weird. Ah. And it's like, I feel like they're like, we gotta fill the time, so like, have him walk into another room, and the guy like, bursts through the wall, or out of the floorboards, and grabs his legs, over and over again. It's like, <laughs> what is even happening? I think they filmed that movie in a gymnasium, in some high school gymnasium. Really? Yeah. And then like... The part where they're listening to the recording of the guy that found the Necronomicon to begin with, I was like, oh, this is terrifying. And then the chick is like, or his girlfriend is like, stop, stop! And I was like, oh, God! 
So you watch this alone? Yeah, I was in my room watching There you go, guys. Mom. You want to be scared, you watch these movies alone. Yeah, it's, like, so terrifying, because, like, I'm waiting for him to, like, do something heroic, like, the other movie. Oh, my God. That was weird. See, okay. like, that's what happened in the movie. They go, yeah. The guy goes on the porch, and the swing is swinging, and then he gets the keys, and it stops. Just that, like, same thing. Yeah, that was fucking weird. <laughs> I'm scared now. I'm haunted. <laughs> I'm marked or something. Yeah. Anyway. That was truly scary. Alright, uh... That was a different experience, because a lot of scary movies you show me, I think, like, oh, I'm gonna be terrified, and then I end up like, oh, it's like an interesting perspective, it's not necessarily like a jump scare like today, it's more of a, like, the thought of whatever it is is more scary. Mm -hmm. But that one was pure terror. Oh, yeah, I agree. Like, when the camera's just moving through the forest, and you're like, like, what is that? You just never even see it, like... I was like, is that the dude? Like, he became the demon? Because at the end, he's like, it's my house! My house! It's like, oh my god. And then when he's like, gonna chainsaw his girlfriend, I was like, alright, here we go. He's got the chainsaw. This is what I recognize. And then he couldn't do it, and then she fucking attacks him. I thought, like, the part where she, like, comes back to her normal self, like, it was a trick and she was gonna attack him. I was like, ooh. And that part where, like, the lady's passed out on the floor, and he, like, she grabs the, the pencil and stabs oh, the other girl. Right in the ankle. Oh, oh, and just dude, digs yeah. around and goes to her face, and then back to yeah. the lady. Oh, God. <laughs> Proof I want the entire thing. It's just yeah. so scared. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, you're like, oh, I haven't finished watching. She's like, why the fuck haven't you finished watching it? I was like, God damn. I started it at work, and then I was like, oh, my God, I can't focus. And then I watched it at home, and I was like, I wish I would have watched it at work. <laughs> so I could have the lights on and people yeah. around me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I literally had to watch Spongebob when it was over, because I was like, I don't want to be thinking about this in my dreams and, like, be haunted for the rest of my life. So. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, out of... 10 Necronomicons, what do you give this? Uh, on a scary factor, that was like 10 out of 10. Mm. Would I watch it again? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad I did. I'm proud that I finally sat through a scary movie by myself. Good. Personal achievement. <sighs> We're all about first here. <laughs> right? But if it's Steven's mom's fifth, is fine. Ah! <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You were horrified. <laughs> you're welcome. It's amazing that your phone doesn't work whenever you go to Planned Parenthood. You're like, ah, I'm, not, I'm not getting any service in here. My, my voicemail is real spotty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, he's a terrorist. He's trying to blow it up. And he's like, no, I'm just pressing buttons here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you had me watch... Red Sun. Oh yeah, the Superman. Sto- Red Sun. Yeah. Yeah. Superman is in was raised in the Soviet Union. Yes. Comrade. What'd you think? <clears throat> it was pretty good. Good. Um I love Batman. I know, right? That's my favorite Batman. I like how he was just like he's just like already Batman's just a normal dude. Yeah. But like you knew it was you knew that was Batman when like he was like, Where have you been? We've been suffering. Uh. <laughs> and then the, like those bats fly away, I was like, bitch, it's fucking Batman. God do you love his costume? It's like a paratrooper outfit, but it looks like a bat costume. Mm-hmm. And he has the little Russian hat. Yeah. That's the topper. I love it. Uh the the relationship between uh, Lois Lane and uh, Lex Luthor was kinda weird. It's uh, like they're married but it's also like they are living their own lives and they kind of don't care about each other, but they fuck really well. I don't know, it was weird. I was like, okay. I well, Lex has always been like a trophy wifer. Yeah. Especially when he dates Supergirl. He's like, ultimate trophy wife in your fucking face, Superman. <laughs> because of you, I lost my hair. Look it up. <laughs> he used to have red hair. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, that's Lex, huh? Okay. <laughs> um, I thought it was a good movie. It kind of shows how... Even though he hated, he loved communism. He hated capitalism, 
but he like he saw the horrors of what Stalin was doing, but eventually he just fell right into that role. Yeah. Doing pretty much the exact same thing. And it was cool how they like came up with different concepts for the other like Green Lantern. His willpower was forged by being a prisoner of war. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, the Green Lantern Corps, just all of them? That yeah, right? Was he Wonder just fucks Woman? them all up, though. But, I mean... <laughs> yeah. They, they tried, though. Yeah. And it was cool that they took the original meeting between Superman and Batman, because when Superman goes to confront Batman, he's like, I need you to stop like being a vigilante because it's against the law. Batman's like, I put a bomb in someone's chest, so if you try to stop me, they'll blow up and die. <laughs> and Superman's like, why the fuck would you do that? And then in the end, he uses X-ray vision and finds out the bomb is in Batman's chest all the time. The whole time. Same thing in that one. What did you think of the end, how Lex Luthor stopped Superman? I liked it. Honestly, the whole movie, top to bottom, my sister has the book in her car. Oh, yeah. There's, I've seen it and I was like I kind of want to ask her to read it but also fuck that bitch you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then you told me about it because I didn't know it was a movie and I saw it I was like oh yeah they just recently adapted it I fucking love how Brainiac was like why am I fighting this fucking idiot I'm just gonna play stupid for a while and then take over this whole fucking planet <laughs> right? I thought it occurs to him later too like there's nothing wrong with you is there Brainiac he's like no, there never was. Like, you're a fucking idiot. Anyway, <laughs> fuck you guys. Bye. Well, I loved it. That's pretty awesome movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the story. is Superman trying to be Superman and have this ideology that he has and it just doesn't work out. Yeah. Uh, that goes to show, like, his upbringing affects how he rounds out as a hero and a character and whatever story he's in. Yeah, communism doesn't work. Never has, never will. <laughs> End the story. Yeah. Go America. Yes. Yes. Viva America. Yeah. <laughs> also, you brought... I see some stuff for us to try. Iced pumpkin hostess cupcakes. Nice. I don't really know how it's going to taste. I like pumpkin bread, but that's about where it ends. I don't drink pumpkin spice lattes. I don't... I like pumpkin pie, and that's about all. Yeah, I like I'm not like a pumpkin spice fanatic or anything, but I figured I like Hostess, and I like Hostess cupcakes, so what the hell. And I basically got it for free, because the man will let me use my food stamps, so... Oh, thanks, yeah. There we go. It smells good. A little ass cake. Feels good. Feels nice. It's orange. Mm. Smells good. Oh, I like that smell. Oh, it reminds me of someone. Your mom! Oh! <laughs> the creamy inside reminds me of your mom this morning! Ah! The loop-de-loop reminds me of yours! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I like this. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of like uh, pumpkin cheesecake or something. It's kind of like the pumpkin bread on the bottom and then... It's like carrot cake without the carrot. There you go, yeah. Very spicy. Yeah, all spice, I think. Mm. Thank you. It was awesome. Yeah. Alright, delicious fall time snack. Ice pumpkin cupcakes by Hoaxes. Can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. God damn, it's good. Alright, guys. Sure. So... This episode, we're talking Scooby-Doo. Yes. What are your favorite people of all time? The animals yes. that are <laughs> Scooby-Doo, for yeah, a lot of people know. my age, basically kids in general. Um, I think most kids in every generation yeah. kept it going. Is uh, their introduction into, you know, mystery and horror. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember... Me and a little kid and watching, you know, the uh, one from the 1960s, because that's kind of the only one we had. And mm-hmm. one thing that I always really loved about it was, like, the the backdrop. Like, everything in the background was, like, drawn and, I guess, colored in perfectly. It looked creepy as fuck. And then you, you have the the gang roll in in the mystery machine. No. And you're like, let's get this episode going, bro. It's foggy everywhere they go throughout mm-hmm. the country. <laughs> And yeah, 
that's a cartoon I really enjoyed. The movie, some movies are really good. Oh, I agree. Ah, there's a point where in the past, Scooby would reach a point and then, you know, Scrappy Doo, and you're like, what is this shit? And then, like, there's different cousins of Scooby Doo that roll in, and you're like, who the fuck is this inbred hick on here? I don't even know. But anyway, you have some history for us? So here's some interesting facts about Scooby Doo. Scooby's full name is actually Scoobert. Scoobert Doo. I think he has a middle name. I don't know what it was. Scoobert. Yeah. <laughs> But it first aired in September September 13th of 1969 and was called Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Mm-hmm. And uh, it was created by Ken Spears and Joe Ruby and they were inspired by Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein and movies like that. So they have like the similar, like it's a combination of comedy and horror together. That's what the whole basis of the show was always been about. Mm-hmm. More or less. And the name Scooby actually was inspired by Sinatra's Strangers in the Night. Okay. Yeah, because in the song he says, Doobie, doobie, doo. And when the guy was on a plane ride home after having a meeting about the show, he heard Scooby, doobie, doo. He's like, oh, I can work. That can be a thing. Nice, nice, (laughs) nice. So the original concept was about a group of teenagers and a dog and was originally rejected by CBS because they were like, why would... Like, Scooby wasn't going to talk. He was just going to be like a, a like a Great Dane sort uh-huh. of dog that was just there for the ride, but nothing special about him. Yeah. And they are like, why are people going to tune in about some teenagers like going around, driving around like, who cares? <laughs> so he reworked it and he came up with Scooby-Doo as one of the main of cast. Nice. And the concept art for Scooby was created by Iowa Takamoto. Oh, Konichiwa. Yeah, he's the one that came up with the human features that Scooby has. Okay. That makes sense. He came up with the concept by looking at pictures of Great Day and so they're like really tall and stiff and long-legged and they're straight... They're just like straight lines, like their bodies are just, you know... Look at this piece of your Stiff body. little... I mean, stiff, huge, mm-hmm. you know, horse-like. So he's like, I'm going to do the opposite. I have a loose, kneed, wobbly dog that's got a fat face. And, you know, just kind of all over the place. Instead of being like a great day. <laughs> Very cartoonish. Yeah. Okay. And... Famous radio host Casey Kasem yes. voiced Shaggy for 30 years. Before he died. And he was known, He was a pretty well-known vegan, and he left the show when he was asked to promote a Burger King ad because he was like, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. I'm a vegan. Why would I promote Burger King? But he only returned in 2002 because he came up with the condition that the producers make Shaggy a vegan also. So for a while there, Shaggy and Scooby were vegans, I guess. Ugh. Dogs aren't vegans, but alright. And then, uh, oh, this is a recent thing. DC has a comic adaptation also called Scooby Apocalypse, written by Jim Lee. And it's a modern, post-apocalyptic take on Scooby-Doo. So it's like them going on adventures in the wasteland, except the monsters and creatures are real. And they're all post-apocalyptic looking. Uh, I gotta get my hands on that bad yeah, boy. Yeah, it's written and I mean, it's drawn by Jim Lee. Like, that's gonna look... Oh, it's written and drawn by Jim Lee. Okay. So you know it's gonna look super cool. I agree. Yeah. yeah. What movies did you watch? I watched Scooby-Doo and Cyber Chase. Yeah, yeah. I keep thinking it's Cyber... Scooby-Doo and Cyber Space, but it's Scooby-Doo and Cyber Chase. They get they get sucked in the computer, right? Yeah. Like that, yeah. Well, they go in there to chase after the the malware you know, creature thing, whatever you want to call it. And I watched the the live mm-hmm. action one with I forgot that dude's name. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Gellar, Matthew Lillard, who voices Scooby now, I think. Oh yeah. Hawkeye's hot ass wife as Velma. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bean. 
Mr. V, that's right, yeah. <laughs> this guy. Also, in an interview with the guy that plays Shaggy in that movie, he points out they're like, because it was directed by um, uh, James Gunn. So, like, he played up on all the, like, the stereotypes of, like, well, Velma's the nerdy girl, so she's, like, a lesbian, and she's not as hot as Daphne, and, like, Daphne and Freddie are, like, you know, popular movie star-looking people, and Shaggy and Scooby are stoners, but he himself said that Shaggy is just, like, a hippie-type guy that is, you know, goes with the flow. He's not an actual stoner. Okay. He does not agree with that concept of him. All right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter to me either yeah. way, but that's just how he's perceived. And it's from the time. The show was created in the 60s when hippies were alive and well. And doing drugs. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he was eating mushrooms, but maybe he just likes mushrooms on his pizza. Who knows? Who knows? Either way, I agree. I could take it either way. It doesn't really matter. But that's it's interesting. Yeah, right. Which yeah. of these two movies did you like? Best. Ooh, like War, one or the other? Uh, well, the Cyber Chase one is one of my favorite of the cartoon mm-hmm. ones. It's in, like, my top three, I'd say. And that the live that live action one is pretty much the only one I like. The other ones are, yeah. Good. Yeah, no, they made a lot of other stuff, like Daphne and Velma. And like, it's just like, these yeah. are shits. Like, my favorite of the cartoons when I was growing up was the one where they're all younger kids. Scooby-Doo something but you meet Scooby's parents and you find out that they're rich because Daphne's family invented Scooby snacks and that's where their fortune comes from and Scooby is the man the the face of the company Mm. so he has a lot of money too I guess you could say his parents live inside a giant mansion inside of a dog house I don't know if you remember that show is this a pup named Scooby-Doo, or is this something else? Uh, it might have been that one. I don't really remember that one. Uh, I remember watching it, but I don't really remember it. Yeah. <clears throat> that was one of my favorite ones. Okay. So, yeah. But, in the Cyber Chase movie, they're going to, like, this college because a friend of theirs from high school, I guess they went to high school to point all together, who knows, created, like, this super sophisticated video game, and he wants them to test it out because they're going to be characters inside of the game. And when they get there, the mystery is, like, who's this, like, creature that came out of the game and is attacking everyone that has, like, electricity powers, but has a weakness to magnets. Hmm. And lo and behold, like most episodes, the bad guy is in the beginning of this, the episode to begin with. It was the redhead, the guy that has no soul, the ginger. Yeah. Of course. Who wanted to make sports games? Like, anyone gives a shit about that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. They go through, they stop them. There's, like, ten levels. And then the, the twist at the end was they're like, oh, they think they won. And then it turns out the tenth level is, looks, is the most realistic-looking one because it's, like, the city they grew up in. I think. So, yeah. It was cool. All right. What did you watch? I watched Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. Oh, yeah. And Scooby-Doo Camp Scare. Uh, <clears throat> Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King is a Halloween movie. They mentioned Halloween. Uh, Jay Leno voices a jack-o'-lantern. Jay and, Leno? Yeah, and Jim Belushi voices a goblin. Oh, wow. This isn't a mystery movie. It's not the gang solving a mystery or anything like that. It's this half-ass magician chases after a, a the goblin scepter or something, and he becomes all powerful, and then he's not, and then the movie's over. <laughs> there, it's a mute. There's music in it, like it's a musical. It's it's meant for younger kids. Mm. Um, Tim Curry does voice the Goblin King, yeah, which nice. is pretty nice. One thing about it that I didn't like is there was a fairy princess in there, but her dad is a goblin king. How can you be a fairy <laughs> and your dad's a goblin? I don't get it. Like, I'm not into, like, European mythological shit, but it just relations. doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, I would say 
it's a really good kid movie, but for people like me who grew up watching Scooby-Doo and you're used to a little bit of scary stuff and a little bit of mystery and all that stuff, this is not the movie for you. But Camp Scare is. Ooh. Also, you're right. It's a fucking Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Camp Scare is also in the Goblin movie. There's they had a Goblin rave. Are you serious? Yeah. Goblin rave. Goblin rave. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> like a bunch of goblins see Raving. a girl like fall from the sky and then just swarm her. <laughs> Looks like meat's back on the bed, <laughs> <your> boys. <laughs> um, but hey, goblins don't bitch. You sorry. <laughs> uh, but camp scare is cut is uh, I want I want to say it's more like um, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, okay. They well, like on Zombie Island, they go out and they find something supernatural and paranormal and you know they go through it and they yeah come out the other side this one freddy takes the gang to a camp that he went to as a kid called camp little moose okay. and he uh he's like we're gonna be camp counselors guys let me swell oh, but at the, well, okay i'm kind of jumping ahead at the beginning 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 of the movie these campers are sitting around a fire and these counselors are telling them a scary story about the woodsman. Mm. And then, I don't know how to explain it. you got to watch it. Like, the animation is really nice. And you can see in the background, there's a woodsman. He's wearing this hat. He's got bandages on his face. He has an axe. It's fucking crazy. Like, you're like, holy shit, he's got to kill these motherfuckers. <laughs> and whatever. So, Freddy doesn't know that. He shows up. Like, camp. They're like, camp's canceled, bro. We're done. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Shit's got real. Good. But kids come and they stay, and Freddy's trying to teach these kids how to, you know, be little moose kids or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> they run into the watch, the the woodsmen. They're freaked out, and then they go to Camp Big Moose, which is the rich people camp, oh, wow. up on the other side of the dam, and they run into the fish man. I think it's called. I can't remember. It's a little. He, according to Fred or one of the counselors, it's a boy who just kept. He just loved being in the water, and he evolved into a fish. <laughs> it's really weird. Okay. But you know, he's fishing around. It scares them, and they're like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on?" Uh-huh. And Fred meets a hot counselor from Camp Big Moose, and oh, he's wow. kind of like, "What's up, baby?" You know. <laughs> and Daphne's like, "Oh my god," you know. Wow. But anyway. <clears throat> Then you find out other stuff like stuff from like equipment from Camp Big Moose is missing. Like that's weird, you know, why would it be missing? Who took it? And then that's when the gang starts to try and solve the mystery. And Scooby says, Hey, while we were swimming for our lives down there, me and Scooby saw a town at the bottom of a lake. Mm. Like that's weird. But anyway, at some point as you probably already figured out this is people it's not real supernatural creatures or anything right. monsters. they're just trying to scare people out of little moose so they can blow the dam and get to the city that's at the bottom of the dam or lake oh wow okay so they so the bad guys think that no one's at little moose so they blow the dam and the gang is down there and they're like trying to get out of there <laughs> they do and they find out that there's a town down there, and this gangster from back way back when, he buried treasure there. Oh, okay. And, oh, I almost forgot. There's one more thing. A missing hiker, and they're trying to find the RV, because they, they picked up, like, a signal from the RV. And like, oh, it's here. And another scary story that the bad guys used to scare off the gang was, like, the missing hiker. And her spirit roams the canyon or whatever. Uh, and they do that too. Anyway, they all figure, they eventually figure out that, you know, well, none of it's real. And they solve the mystery. And this guy, the gangster, shared a cell with this guy. And this guy posed as a kid to get the treasure. Which doesn't make sense because they made it seem like the town was like in the 40s. Uh-huh. Or the 20s. But this guy shared a cell with this guy. But he still looks like a kid and posed as a kid. It's very strange. But it's a good movie. And the gang does what they do best. They solve the mystery. And honestly, you need to watch it. Alright. But that's what I've always loved about Scooby-Doo. 
even though you know there nothing's gonna happen to them, like when you see the woodsman like with this axe and like they do that thing where it's like it, the sh- like it shines, it goes. Whoosh, oh yeah. And you're like, oh shit! He's like swinging, trying to kill people. <laughs> it feel, it kind of feels real, even though you know the gangs they make up. But yeah, wow. I really enjoyed it. I think that's what I like about the, the live action one because it has like that supernatural element where those college kids are turning into monsters. Yeah. But it turns out it's just like Scrappy Doo inside of Mr. Bean. Spoiler alert, the movie's like 20 years old. Get over yourself. Yeah. But he's got like that pyramid thing where you can like trap human souls and release the monster souls. Yeah. It's kind of similar to yeah. like Scooby Doo Zombie Island where like, they keep the pirate. Zombies trapped there until the full moon or whatever. I need to watch the movie again. Yeah, for sure. But they're also cats, too. And it's like, whoa, these bitches are like cat witches or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Were cats. Were cats, there you go. And they're fucking muscular. I remember seeing that old dude, he gets all buff and huge as a cat. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Can you go? (laughs) Jesus. So, yeah. 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 Uh, not all the Scooby movies are created equal. Not all of them yeah. are really amazing. But some of them really are. Yeah, I mean... And whether they are or not, I'm probably going to watch them anyway. I like the... one where they find the aliens that can transform into humans. Like, the dog is an alien, and mm. the lady's got a big, clear, see-through head when it was talking about <laughs> They're posing as hippies and wearing a bandana and shaggy and scooter like, I'm in love, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these bitches are from outer space. <laughs> Hope I didn't get the intergalactic clap if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, that one was a good one, too. I think initially everything after Zombie Island was pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then it started to get, like, kid-friendly again. Yeah. And then they were like, like Scooby-Doo Where Are You is my top one and then it's Mystery Inc mm. that that show was really cool and I would say it's a pup named Scooby-Doo and then what's new Scooby-Doo I oh, no. I think there's another one out I don't know. Oh, no. but as I far mean, as shows go yeah I used to watch like I would watch Boomerang a lot I don't know if you guys remember, but on Saturdays and Sundays, they would have Boomerang where they play classic cartoons like the Flintstones and Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. There's no talking on that show, but somehow it's so entertaining. <laughs> yes, I also used to watch all of that. I really like those ones. I come from the era of classic cartoon network shows like Ed and Eddie. Courage Cowardly Dog, which is also super scary now that I think about it. I don't know how that show ever got... It was ever adapted for children. There's a lot of shows. Like, I remember, watch, like, I remember watching shows and be like... Like, now as an adult, I'm like, Mom, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> I think kids were not... Kids were not pussies when we were younger. I guess. Nowadays, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Everything's like a fucking reality show now. Like, yeah. Like Total Drama Island, which is a good show. Oh, the first, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I no, that's one. but I mean, like everything's like a live action, like reality show now. Yeah. Like everyone has to be filmed, being filmed about making films or whatever. I don't even know. But we just come from a different, come from a different cloth back in the day. Yes. Also, we recommend these movies, hundred percent. Hell yeah. Watch them. Yes. Um, okay. On the second half of the show, yes. I want to shit all over Let There Be Carnage. <laughs> okay. Can we do this? Yeah, let me just uh, open this up here. Get one of these. Yes. Uh, ow, Ethel. <laughs> Big ass head. Damn it, Ethel. No, I'm just So, Stephen watched Let There Be Carnage. Ugh, and then a little bit later... I watched Let There Be Carnage. So. Double mistake. I just want to start by saying 
I gave this movie, to some degree, the benefit of the doubt. I was like, maybe they can pull it off. I wasn't too excited about it. I was like, maybe. That's why it was disappointing for me, because I was actually really excited. Because I really liked the first one. Now I'm a huge Venom fan. Red comics and stuff. And it's one of those characters where it makes you care about him, even though he's technically a bad guy. Um, mm-hmm. More or less an anti-hero, but overall, he's a pretty bad dude. Yeah. So, for me, it kind of felt like they didn't know what to do in the movie. They like they made a comedy, and they're like, <laughs> oh, they're like, oh shit, it's supposed to be a superhero movie, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, let's we'll throw some action in there. Okay. But Cletus Cassidy, to me, was not believable as a bad guy. As a serial killer, he was really goofy, animated. And it's like, what the fuck am I watching? And then you see a stupid bitch girlfriend who's just as dumb, just as silly, just as animated. And you're like, what the fuck? And then, motherfucker. So... Before I watched this, I did watch the pitch meeting, oh and God. I was like, okay, you know, this seemed like, this movie <laughs> feels like it has some major problems. Yeah, but, you know, then when I watched it, I was like, you yeah, know what, I'll watch it. the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Usually, you know, pitch meeting, they exaggerate a lot of stuff. But, mm. you know, they weren't in this movie. It was fucking awful. If you guys have ever seen Punisher Warzone... How Jigsaw and his brother are just goofy, stupid motherfuckers. That's exactly how Cletus and his fucking girlfriend are. They're just the dumbest, stupidest people you could possibly fucking meet. Just being silly. And then there's Carnage. (laughs) Okay, go away. And, I don't know. Yeah. It's like they were like, let's take that. Like, everyone's after that whole Joker formula where it's like, there's this guy, and, like, he's beaten down, and, like, nothing's going right for him. And he gets pushed around so much, he gets pushed over the edge, and he transforms into this thing that's super evil, and then you, like, you're rooting for him because you're like, yeah, he's killing people, and he's evil, and he's terrifying, but, like... You've been with him since the beginning, and you just want him to have a win for once. And it's like, everyone's trying to capture that. And I feel like that's what Tom Hardy was writing. He's like, just take that, but make a Venom, you know? And I was like, no, no. Uh, someone's here. It's like, the relationship between Venom and Eddie is like, they both need each other. Like, Venom needs him to survive in general. Like, if you like, unattaches himself, he'll have to attach himself to someone else. And once you bond with someone, if you unattach, then you die. Yeah. You know? And, like, I don't know. For me, the way they were making this movie, they were trying to make, it felt like it was a serious movie, like, holy shit, this is fucking carnage. Shit's gonna get real. It was nothing like that. Yeah, only the scene where he... Breaks out all oh, like yeah when well, he breaks out of the prison uh, from his execution whatever that was the one cool part he had one cool scene yeah and that was I guess scary but everything else was just and then like Cletus and Carnage didn't get along because of what, what was her name Screech or Scream whatever I, don't know. I was like this is just Banshee from X Men First Class like same freaking character I was just like <laughs> I don't know man to me. It's like, why was oh, Tom... <laughs> What's that? What's pizza? It's a calzone and a pizza. Oh, it's delicious. Uh, what? Yeah, I'm gonna fart into the mic. Stephanie farted in the mic. Gross. Yep, anyway. <laughs> That's what this movie was, a huge fart. <laughs> it really was. I really think... That everything, whenever you see Carnage, it was good. But uh, when you had like Cletus being like, "Oh, that's my girlfriend," and Carnage like, "Shut the fuck up, we're doing, what we're doing." <laughs> it's like, why? It's like they just put that character in there so they could have the ending be the ending that they wanted. 
without... You know what I mean? It just wasn't a good movie. Right, and then, like... Okay, the thing that pisses me off so much is, like, the symbiote takes... Bonds with you, mind, body, and soul. So it embodies your personality traits. So like the fact that Cletus is supposed to be like this horrific serial killer, that's why he's Carnage because like he's a terrible, evil-minded person, and a Venom version of that is Carnage. Whereas Venom is just like a huge, bulky, muscular guy because Eddie starts working out because like it's the only thing he can do to keep from fucking killing himself after he loses everything thanks to Peter. And, like, his anger and aggression is, like, met through Venom, you know? It's expressed through Venom, I mean. But, like, I felt like that wasn't in the movie at all. Like, they're just fighting against each other the whole movie. And you would think by now they'd be like, all right, you're a part of my life. Like, why would I... Why am I, like, so angry you're around? Exactly. Alex, like in the pitch me did you watch the pitch me yeah it's like since this is the second movie in the superhero franchise we're gonna make him lose his powers we're gonna make him lose his powers yeah, for right? a little bit it's just like why you would kill him that, that's what happened you should be dead and then the, like Venom and Eddie were just being childish the whole fucking movie and it's just like why 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 can't we have to me it's just like Sony's like Make whatever movie you want, guys. We own Spider-Man. We can do whatever we want. And it's like, do we know anything about the character? We know he's got a big tongue and he drips saliva. Should we add that? No. Should we point out the fact that his saliva breaks down anything that comes in contact with it because it's like acid? No. Should we, like, play on the point that his horrible, 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 Homicidal tendencies are like toned down by eating chocolate. Did you say homocidal? Homocidal? His homosexual tendencies. His homosexual tendencies are toned down by eating chocolate because his character was very popular in the 90s and they're like, well, you gotta tone down the whole him being a cannibal thing. So they're like, have him eat chocolate and then he'll be docile. Yeah. But, you know, let's do it in a freaking stupid ass way that's not funny or entertaining at all. Yeah, it's... And then why would he kill every person he bonds with after Eddie? Like, what is so special about Eddie that he doesn't fucking kill him every time he, like, unattaches or attaches himself to him, you know? But every other person dies? It was just stupid. It was. It was just kind of like, see, guys, they really need each other. And it's like, we already knew that. Right? Like, you didn't have to, like... Like you said earlier, this could have easily been the first movie. Right, yeah, it was that bad, and it's like they were trying to still tell the same story we've already seen in the first one. Just not creative at all. I feel this one should have been a little more serious, because I feel like just Carnage in general is a more serious character. Right. And nobody had that. We had a silly Cletus Cassidy, a very serious Carnage, and I was kind of like... This doesn't go well together. At least the Eddie Brock and Venom dynamic, they're both goofy-ass motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Okay, A little bit, like, you know, when fucking Venom's making him breakfast, he's singing. Yeah, and, like, the first part of the movie is funny and it's entertaining, and I was like, all right, this is good, are we gonna move on from this? And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was... I don't know. <laughs> Tom Hardy is a great actor, but no, maybe not a great writer. Yeah. And I don't know who directed this movie, but you were probably not a great director either. Maybe read source material. Yeah. I'm not saying it had to be a copy paste. I'm just saying, like, know what the fuck you're talking about if you're going to make something, you know? And then just, he just eats carnage and then that's it. Like, I don't know. See how it happens? I fell asleep because yeah. of He fucking eats carnage. You. And... To me, it's like, why did Carnage have to die? Why couldn't, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Carnage goes somewhere else. And maybe we see Carnage later, not with Cletus Cassidy, but with someone else. I feel that's what I fucking hate. Like, how would you keep Loki alive, but you fucking kill Killmonger, and you fucking kill all these other... You kill the Red Skull just so he can come back in a small cameo later. You know what I mean? 
But technically, the Tesseract teleported him to where he most desired, which was to another Infinity and Stone. And you kill Ultron. I mean, ultimately kill Monger and Ultron got what they deserved. Okay. As far Yes, Dominic. How many buffs is that? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. They ultimately got what they deserved in the... In the what if, you know uh-huh. what I mean? They their characters were built up, and that's what we want to see. Right. But I don't think we're ever going to get that with Venom or Carnage or anything. I think it's just like a Sony thing. Like you got to lend the character over to Marvel and be like, you know, sprinkle a little spice on it. And like, oh, let me see what I got in the tank, and it's like, oh. I think they knew that was going to happen. That's why they fucking stuffed Venom into the MCU at the end. Yeah. They're like. <laughs> Here you go. Can we like put our names on it? That's the whole like copy my homework, but change it just a little bit so they know you didn't cheat. Yeah. Like, oh, they only change one word. The piece of shit this movie is. <laughs> like, even you didn't like it either, right? You thought it was dumb as fuck. Yeah. It was, it was too silly. It doesn't appeal to either audience. People that are fans of the character and someone that's just walking in that doesn't know anything about it. Like, you can go in and watch any Marvel movie and even if you're not a comic fan, you're like, whoa, that was pretty fun and interesting. It's got action, laughter, drama. Like, it appeals to all these different palettes of people It tells a good story. You know? And they didn't have a good story. And this doesn't appeal to anyone. I think they're just like, we need another movie fast. Let's go. What do you got? What do you got? Cartage? Uh, yeah, okay. Let's, let's, what are we doing with Cartage? Nothing? Okay. <laughs> we set the bar too high by using Riot, like, one of the 12 other fucking symbiotes we have? Like, I don't know. At this point, like, I really wasn't gonna watch Morbius. It just doesn't... I mean, maybe a little bit, but I'm not 100% sold on it. No, uh, I just hope at the end of the day, Tom Hardy has to... He just can't live with himself. <laughs> and he just quits being Venom. His man. bulldog just stares at him and just shakes its head like, what are you doing? What the fuck, fuck, bro? You were fucking Bane, bro. <laughs> right? And now you're shit. <laughs> you're fucking gum. Someone stepped on it. You just, <laughs> you just along for the ride. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't really like. I didn't like it. Like it's. I've been saying this a lot. I, I was it. very disappointed. I was even more disappointed than I already thought I was gonna be. I was double disappointed because I was excited and looking forward to it, and there was a huge letdown. One thing I did like when we went to go watch this movie was a burger and fries I had. Oh really? Had a had a cheese uh, bacon. Che- yeah, it was the bacon cheeseburger. Matthews tasted weird. Did it? It tasted like it was old. Mm. I got mozzarella sticks and chili cheese fries. I think Steph got mozzarella sticks. Those mozzarella sticks are bomb, right? Yeah. They're huge. I got extra dipping sauce. Ooh. The fries were really good. I think they put yeah, like seasoned were. salt on them. So good. Chili. Fucking amazing. That was the only good part. Also, like, they decorated the inside of Tinseltown, so it's like. Horror. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Like, all that horror stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, I if they come out with a third movie, I'm just not even going to bother. I don't even care. Anymore. I think for research purposes, podcast purposes, I'll watch it, but not. I'm not going to watch it for my entertainment. Yeah. So, you're welcome, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Same with Morbius. But uh, one, one that I do want to see, and I really want to see a trailer for it real bad. The Eternals? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Blade. Right. I want to see something with Blade already. Fuck yeah. But besides that fucking shit, dude, the Black Adam teaser. Mm. Tell me that shit didn't look sick. It does look cool. Dude, when he's just there, he's like, that he electrocutes that guy to death. You're just like, <laughs> oh shit. And then Flash, where you the see Batman, the most fucking one. Michael Keaton's Batman, you're just like, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Robert Pattinson, the Batman. That, oh, yeah. That trailer was fucking awesome. It looks so dope. God. I'm going to admit that when they initially cast him as ba- as Batman, I wasn't too excited. I do judge him a lot based off of Twilight. 
But he is a good actor. I mean, I've seen other stuff in years. I think he'll be able to capture the the moodiness, the dramatic. The only thing I don't like is his fucking haircut. I don't like it. Mm. But whatever. This is like year one Batman, so it's fine. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool because I feel like the Nolan trilogy, it was like we're trying to tell three different stories throughout these movies. And it's like, oh, this all took place in 10 years, but Batman aged like 50 years in the past 10. Whereas this one, it looks like we want to just tell you this story set in this time period right here. We're not worried about other multiverse or anything. It's just like, let's focus on this comic story. And like, we're excited to show you what we do now. Yes. Which is kind of refreshing because everything now, right now, is like, how does this connect to this? And who's going to be in this? Who's making a cameo? Whatever. This yeah. just looks like it's his fist to the grindstone, like Batman. It's like a perfect combination of like ferocious Batman fighting, plus with this whole Riddler angle, so we're gonna have like some detectiveness, and we won't have a laser analyzing a brick to make a digital fingerprint, I'm sure. And Andy Serkis says, Alfred, I was that person, I was like, that sounds kind of dumb, but after seeing him, I was like, shit. How could you even think that was dumb? What? I was like, he just doesn't strike. I don't see him as a person. I just see him as a CGI monstrosity, (laughs) as an ape, as a golem, as what about Ulysses Claw? Claw. (laughs) He's a monster also. (laughs) He's an ugly, deformed ape man. (laughs) No, yeah, like it's good. Colin Farrell as the penguin looks terrifying. I know, right? Everything about this, especially, I think Riddler is getting some justice after what Jim Carrey did with the character. Oh, God, like, he's fucking scary. Like, you you see the haircut, like, this guy looks like a fucking nerd from the back, from the angle that we got. Yeah. But then, like, you kind of see what he's been doing in the little glimpses that we get. Like, he's fucking horrifying. Yeah. I'm very excited. Look at these two. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited. Ah, oh, man. It's been... Been great DC fandom. Right. Like, except Ezra Miller's choke collar thing. Did you say that was fucking weird? I'm excited for like the fighting because it's not like super dramatic CGI looking martial arts. It's just like bare knuckle brawling Batman. Mm-hmm. Sort of like in the the Dark Knight when he goes to the club to get Salvatore Moroni and like the lights are flashing he's beating those guys up I know he's just sitting there like shit he's coming for me <laughs> <laughs> like it looks like that yes I think that's what DC's trying to capture again like just gritty realism yeah and it works and it kind of reminds me of uh, Batman Noir where it's like a black and white I think it's uh, Jim Lee man on the art I think could be wrong but yeah yeah no see this is I think that fans can only accept Batman in this light when they try to do Superman in this light they're like oh my what what What? you can't do that what this is Superman so you can't do Superman like that it feels like you can only do Batman like that but I like the dark Superman yeah I like Man of Steel. I thought Man of Steel was probably, the, in my opinion, the best Superman movie I've ever seen. Uh, including Christopher Reeves. Wow, okay. I don't give a fuck. Okay. His I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. you for the rest of your days. I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I just think that Henry Cavill is the best version of Superman. Instead of my house, you my franchise. My franchise. <laughs> also... And then you're like, remember Superman 4? And he's like, no, I've been exercised. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad movie. Was fucking awful. <laughs> was that Steve Harvey? I don't even remember. <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah, it was bad. Bad all around. <laughs> no. But, remember uh, when Lex Luthor was caves in the login card? That one? Ah, fuck. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, ooh. his evil plan is real estate. They're all crooks. Ah, <laughs> Superman Returns had good elements, but just wasn't a great movie. Yeah. Like, visually, it was a beautiful movie. I loved watching that movie. Like, the way it was shot and everything, it was really great. But just, yeah, Kevin Spacey, I just did not enjoy that. (laughs) He was too cartoonish for me. And then, 
That's They're right. The logistics of the whole island and everything was just too much for me. <sighs> but yeah. Anyway, guys, you got anything to recommend to the to the audience? Uh, let's see. Uh, I guess not. Nothing. I All right. But, no, if you haven't seen No Time to Die, the last James Bond movie, go and watch it. It's pretty freaking awesome. I recommend, well, I mean, I only watched like halfway through Skyfall, and then I skipped Spectre before I went and saw it. But <laughs> as long as you have like a general idea of what the, the movies are about, then, you know, you can watch it. Skyfall is a must-watch. You need to finish watch that fucking movie. I know. I mean, I really like all of the movies that I've seen so far, but that one was definitely, like, my sacred favorite. Because the first one, Casino Royale, that one is the best one, I think. But this was, like, number two. I think Skyfall is better than Casino Royale. Really? You need to finish watch it, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, I like them all, but, yeah. like, this one was a perfect... Wrap up. They really make fun of it in the pitch meeting, but also like undertone of like, I respect what they did. Mm-hmm. Also, Adele does this, the song in Skyfall. Oh yeah, she's it's really good. That's been love with her, and then now she looks weird. I was like, uh, what happened to you? All right, that was <laughs> weird. What happened okay. to you, Adele? <laughs> Started doing cocaine or what? Oh my god. <laughs> um. I always thought it was interesting that, like, whoever the most popular, like, pop, well, well, I don't know what exactly genre that is, like, pop, I guess. I think, I guess she was pop. She had, like, I think she sang soul music, but she was, I guess, a pop person. Yeah. Well, like, whoever the most popular of that genre of music is for that year gets to do the, the intro song. Because, like, she did it, and then C.S. Smith did it, and then now Billie Eilish did this one. Billie like, Eilish? Yeah. She's popular? <laughs> <laughs> I only know that one song. I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'm just saying, in general, like, whoever the most popular person of that year is, that's how you know you've made it, because you get to do this James Bond intro song. Hmm. That's good. I really don't have anything to recommend. Um, Bob's Burgers, watch it. Good. Oh yeah, the new season's good. Yeah. Uh, but all right, guys, uh, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and Radio Public. Yes, thank you to Audio Disconnect for our musical theme. Oh wait, if you haven't finished My Hero Academia season five, you need to hurry up and watch it because the movie comes out at the end of this month, and it's gonna be fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. Anyways, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Nerd Holocron, at the Nerd Holocron, and you can email us at gmail at the Nerd Holocron at gmail.com. Alright, guys, thank you. See you later. Remember to keep that egg ground. Bye. At your mom's house. Oh. <laughs> I pledge myself to your teachings. Try not to upset him.